Hello, everyone. My name is Brennan Marr. That noise you're hearing is my ventilator. Welcome to a larger world presented by Page Turners. They were not my Star Wars podcast. Okay, everybody. We are going to continue to discuss upcoming Star Wars projects with two series that I'm really excited about. But first off, I forgot to mention something. And that's that in the Bad Batch trailer, a character who looked like Fennec Shand appeared. Fennec Shand, played by Ming-Na Wen in The Mandalorian, that looked like her in the trailer. Same helmet and had very um, almond-shaped eyes. You know, definitely very Eastern Asian eyes. So yeah, uh, it looks like Fennec Shan will appear. Now, somebody was wondering, how could that be? She would have only been a kid. Either that or let's assume for a minute that Fennec Shand is the same age as Ming-Na Wen. Um, Ming-Na Wen is 57. Yes, you heard that right. She is 57 years old. Um, as strange as this may sound, a lot of Asian women, it's very hard to tell how old they are. Like, have you seen Michelle Yeoh lately? I swear she gets prettier the older she gets. So Ming-Na is 57. So it, Fennec is 57. Given the chronology of Star Wars, the Bad Batch takes place 28 years before the events of The Mandalorian. Putting Fennec at around 29 years old. So I think it makes sense to see her. All right, if that is her indeed. Okay. Let's jump in, folks. Star Wars, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Now, last August at D23, which is the big Disney Expo, Kathleen Kennedy and Lucasfilm officially announced with Ewan McGregor's help, that there would be an Obi-Wan series and that Ewan would be returning to reprise his iconic role, which I know is something that he has wanted to do for years. So the description is as follows. Officially titled Obi-Wan Kenobi, The series begins 10 years after the dramatic events of Star Wars Revenge of the Sith, where he faced his greatest defeat, the downfall and corruption of his best friend, the Jedi apprentice Anakin Skywalker, turned evil Sith Lord Darth Vader. So there we go. Now, they describe the series 
as a special event series. As I understand it, it's only going to be a couple episodes. More or less like a movie, only done in a couple episodes. Um, and according to Kathleen Kennedy, president of Lucasfilm, quote, this will be the rematch of the century, close quote. She said that also after announcing another big bit of information, and that's Hayden Christensen will be returning as Darth Vader. Yep. And the series will be directed by Deborah Chow, who directed two of my favorite episodes of Mandalorian Season 1, which was Chapter 3, The Sin, and Chapter 7, The Reckoning. which were my two favorite episodes, Deborah Chow. We'll be directing the Obi-Wan series, and I could not be happier. Now, having Hayden Christensen return is interesting, because he it means he'll probably be wearing the armor, so we won't see him nor hear his voice. However, bringing back Hayden implies to me that there will be flashbacks, maybe, moments where we see Vader without the helmet on. I don't know. You know, Darth Vader has that uh, his, his little chamber he hangs out in. You know, that we that we kind of see kind of a, I don't know, what do you call it? Like a barometric chamber. So maybe we'll see him unmasked and all burnt up. I don't know. So it does beg the question, how is Aiden returning? You know, in what in what form? Now another big question on everyone's mind is will Vader and Obi-Wan face each other again? There have been vehement opinions on both sides. Now, given Kathleen Kennedy's words, I would take that to mean that, yes, they will face each other again. For a final fight, a final meeting of some sort, I'm not sure. Now, does that connect with the original film? Um, there is wiggle room. There is wiggle room. As with a lot of Star Wars content, there is wiggle room to interpret things, as Obi-Wan would say, from a certain point of view. Um, so I would say, yes, they will face each other again. That, that's my guess. Does it work? Uh, maybe. We'll see. But for me, I'm going to withhold judgment until I actually see the series and see. I have faith 
that whatever they create will work. And maybe they'll do it in a way that's completely unexpected. So at the moment, I'm going to withhold judgment on that. Another big question is, will Obi-Wan leave the planet? Will Obi-Wan leave Tatooine? Uh, it's possible. It'd be kind of weird if he was just on Tatooine all the time. Yet again, unless they find a way to do it that's completely surprising. Also, will we see Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru? Joel Edgerton, who played Uncle Owen, the young Uncle Owen, has said that he would very much like to come back to the role in, in his profanity-laced uh, comments. I guess he has a rather promiscuous tongue. But I think there's an interview somewhere he's like, yeah, I'd love to bleeping its return. You know, bleep, bleep, bleep. You know, maybe he's excited. It's, but yes, he would be very excited to come back, and I think they would bring him back. Interesting that Joel Edgerton was not well known as an actor when Attack of the Clones came out. But now he is, having been in some really good stuff. Um, and then also, will we see Luke? Will we see Luke as a nine-year-old? Ten-year-old. Ten nine-year-old. Sorry, I'm getting my math wrong. Will we see Luke as a nine-year-old? Yeah. Yeah. Now, we don't really know in the movie how much Luke has met Obi-Wan. There was a comic book story where Obi-Wan saved Luke from something. Now, just briefly, there is a canon comic that deals with Obi-Wan and Uncle Owen and young Luke. Will this series contradict that comic in any way? Possibly, but honest truth, print media, to me, is always outdone by live-action media. In terms of how much canon it is. So, maybe. We'll see. We'll see. So that's another question I have as well. Uncle Owen, Aunt Beru, and young Luke return. We'll see. Will we see Bail Organa? Will we see young Princess Leia? I don't know. It depends on how expansive they want these series to be. So, and finally, the return of Aiden Christensen. Now, I know that there are some fans who are very wary about it. Some fans were like, I, I did hear one guy the other day say, oh, for the love of God, no, you know, don't bring him back. Um, honest truth, if it's good direction, good writing, um, if they play to his strengths, then they could do it. I have faith. 
that they could do it. I do not like Hayden Christensen's performance in Attack of the Clones. Yes. I think his performance in Revenge of the Sith is a little bit better. Not great, but decent. But like I said, Deborah Chow directed some great episodes. If the series is well written, we don't know who the writers are yet. And it's well done, then, you know, maybe they'll make it work. See, we cannot blame the actor. We can't blame the actor. That's a mistake I think that people commonly make. It's not the actor's fault. It's the direction. It's the writing. It's the fact that they couldn't see a darn thing in the original... In the prequels, because they were surrounded by blue screen. And green screen all the time. You know... I... I have faith that they can do it. So no, it does not bother me one bit. And I would like to see Hayden come back and see what he can do with good writing and good directing. And maybe redeem his performance. Redeem him as Anakin in the eyes of those who still doubt it. So no, I'm not worried about Hayden's return at all. In fact, I'm excited for this. I'm excited to see what they can do. And obviously, Ewan McGregor, great. See, looking at Ewan, I did not like his performance in The Phantom Menace. I thought it was a bad Alec Guinness impression. His performance in Attack of the Clones was okay, but it was hampered by the fact that he was sharing the screen with some bad performances from certain others. And Render the Sith, I think his performance was great. Except for an occasional silly line. Like, oh, I don't think so. Or whatever. So, no. I mean, Ewan, this is great. Yet again, good direction, good writing. Because he did well even with bad direction and bad writing. Imagine what he could do with good, uh, good direction and good writing. And Aiden and all these other people. Yeah, I have a lot of faith in this. Well, I'm not worried at all. So sorry we went on a little bit longer than I'd hoped. Well, we'll take a short break. We'll come back and we'll discuss the, the Andor series. See you in just a minute. Okay, we are back. That was a word about Anchor. Which is our sponsor, which I give a lot of thanks to. Thank you, Anchor, for being a great sponsor. Okay. Star Wars Andor. Okay, the titles of these series are not very creative. But Star Wars Andor, I'm excited about. I'm excited to see Diego Luna back in this series, which is a prequel to Rogue One. Um, so, let's see. So here's the description. Andor, a tense, nail-biting spy thriller created by Tony Gilroy, is set to arrive on Disney Plus in 2022. Diego Luna, reprising the role of rebel spy Cassian Andor from Rogue One, will be joined by a fantastic new cast. 
That includes Stellan Skarsgård, Adria Arjona, Fiona Shaw, Den Denise Goff, Kyle Soler, and Genevieve O'Reilly as Mon Mothma. Production kicked off three weeks ago in London. So there we go. They've already started. There is a sizzle reel, which is not so much a trailer as a behind-the-scenes reel that they released during the investor call, quote-unquote, last week. And we got to see some behind-the-scenes look at some of the characters, some of the creatures. This is exciting. Now, the cast... I have to admit, still in Skarsgård, we all know. Dr. Selvig from the Avengers, among many other roles. Captain Tupolev from uh, The Hunt for Red October. When he was quite young. Um, and, of course, Fiona Shaw is Aunt Petunia in the Harry Potter movies. And I've seen her actually pop up in the Tree of Life, in My Left Foot. She's been in a lot of great movies. I think she's an Irish actress who's been in a lot of films. So that's exciting. Diego Luna, I'm excited to have him back. The idea of this show led by a Latino actor, it's great. Uh, Tony Gilroy is the creator of the series. He was the I believe one of the writers on Rogue One. And it was his gutsy decision to kill off all the characters at the end. So we're in for some surprises, I'm sure. Now, in the sizzle reel, they one of the guys working on it said 12 episodes. Now, I don't know if that means 12 episodes in a season. Now, I don't think that this is going to be an ongoing series. Uh, they did not say anything about how long this will be. But I think it's going to be a one season, like a mini-series. Um, that's my guess, and that's fine with me, because I don't want any of these shows to stick around for so long that they start to lose their steam. You know, you know, I mean, we know that a couple of these shows will be multi-season. But others will be limited. And I think that's good because I don't think we need on-running seasons of shows running concurrently to each other. That might be a little much. So I like the fact that some of them are limited series, and I think this one will be. Plus, you know, if you go any further, you know where it's going to end up with the Cassian series. I'm sorry, Star Wars Andor, which I'm very excited to see the, like, a spy thriller in Star Wars. To see these guys in the early days of the Rebellion before the Rebels had officially announced themselves going around causing havoc for the Empire. Now, one big question mark I have to throw out here is, are we going to see 
Sagarera, and Emphis Nest. Or even are we going to see Bail Organa and Leia? And Leia is a very young girl. Um, things like that. Because given the nature of the rebellion, we are going to see Genevieve O'Reilly as Mon Mothma again. That's great because she she played her in Revenge of the Sith and in Rogue One. And voice the character on the cartoon in Star Wars Rebels and Star Wars The Clone Wars. Great resume as Mon Mothma. But it would make sense to me to maybe have this be in the days before Saw got kicked out. Maybe. I don't know. Um, or have him appear not as a member of the Re Rebel Alliance, but as a meeting with Rebel Alliance leaders. So we got Sagarera and Emphis Nest. I would love to see Emphis Nest return. Because we know that she was one of the early rebels against the Empire. And to see Aaron Kellyman, who I think is adorable and I love well, let me rephrase adorable. I think she's very pretty. But I think Emphasis was a great character. I would love to see her appear in this series. Like I said, Tony Gilroy is writing this, so there's going to be some... Or, Tony Gilroy created it, so I wouldn't be surprised if there are a lot of unexpected twists and turns. So, my great question, Sagarera? Emphasis Nest? Bail Organa? Are we going to see these people? Bail Organa, I think, is highly likely. Yeah, give me more Jimmy Smiths anytime, any day. And I like that we've seen more of Bail Organa in various other media. Okay, so there's really not much to say about Andor. Watch the sizzle reel. It's interesting. I'm excited to see where they go with this. Both series, I'm very, very excited for. Both are likely to come out in 2022. They say Andor is going to come out in 2022, given any, you know, you never know what could happen. Because delays do happen. And also, the rumor is they're going to start filming um, the Obi-Wan Kenobi series in March. So that might be also in 2022. So anyhow, and nowadays, with the technology of the volume, which they use for doing the the Mandalorian, the possibilities are endless as to what can be done. But it looks like we're getting some big sets for Andor. And building some big stuff. So this is exciting. Okay, so those are my thoughts on Star Wars Obi-Wan Kenobi and Star Wars Andor. Let me know what you think. Let me know what you're excited for. My name is Brendan Moore. That noise you're hearing is my ventilator. And thank you for tuning in to A Larger World, presented by Page Turners They Were Not. My Star Wars podcast. The Force will be with you. Always. <laughs>